a little bit later as far as, you know, home, you know, you know, it seems like they figured it out, but on the road, it's, 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 it's a freaking disaster. And I, I agree with you there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a nightmare so far. And I think, you know, at this point with the number of players that we've seen kind of uh, in turnover and everything with the squad, I, I think at this point, you know, the, the one constant that you have is coach Powell. Uh, Jose, I mean, do, do you feel any differently about that or, or kind of where are your thoughts no. so far? No, man. Um, I think I had, I don't know if I posted this on Facebook or on Twitter, man, but I commented on somebody's post or something that, you know, it's been players have come and gone and it's been the same thing. Inconsistency. Um, no, no, no real, we've always said this from since last year, no real um, purpose. Um, when they no got identity. the ball, it looked, it looked like they just run forward and hopefully they can get across in. Um, besides, you know, besides that second year, which was mainly the defense that kept us, um, that made that year, because uh, the offense, well, we were we were only scoring one one goal, maybe two goals a game, um, but it was the defense that year. But other than that, man, it's been, um, it's been, you know, uh, three ties, one win, two losses, and 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 if you want to make the playoffs, if you want to be one of the top teams in the in the West at least. Um, it's, it's, that's not gonna work. I mean, right now we're still crazy as it sounds. Right now we're still about uh, we're still a win from getting into those. Uh, into I think the top five or something. But just the play itself, if it's gonna continue like this, we're gonna fall back into into number nine, number ten, like we've always been at the end of the year. So, um, but I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna make it up the way we're playing. So last year on the road, we won four times. We lost nine times. We tied three times at a negative goal difference of 11. This year, we're 0-4 with a negative six already. And, you know, you know, if you could win all of your home games to get the three points, then, hey, you know, you, you may be able to squeak out a playoff spot. But the West is a lot deeper this year. As You know, you look at it here, you know, you got, you know, Vegas, you know, rolled Sacramento last week, you know, who's not looking good. Phoenix has a bunch of injuries and, and you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, some issues going on in Phoenix as well. So the teams that are down with us, they're quality teams. You know, you got Tulsa and, and Port, you know, Timbers too up the top, but you can't guarantee that both of those are going to drop down. But I think, I think we're, we're a quality team. We just, can't get it together. It's player but if by you player. can't win on the road, what are you, you know? Player by player, we're, we're a quality team, but it's just it's, but it are we? back down to what everybody's saying, coaching. We're a quality team, but we don't have a quality coach. And I like Coach Powell. But as far as quality coach, as far as, as a you know, you have to change your tactics. If something's not working – or some type of combination is working, you got to do something and go out and change something and change it. You know, I've been in that situation before, you know, and, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. You know, he's, he's got to understand as a coach, say, Hey, when we go on the road, you know, we, our goal is to get at least three points, if not one point. But, but he doesn't, he plays for that one point. He had to, in my opinion, that's the major problem I have with coach Powell is on the road. He plays too conservative. With this team, and especially going into a place like New Mexico, you needed to, you needed to start your horses. You needed to start your stars. You know, if Guzman can only give you a half, 
he'll give you, you, you take that 45 minutes instead of being down one, nothing, you might be one, one or up to one, um, on that. You don't, you don't, you know, the reason why he brought him in is because he was down three, nothing. He was trying to get a spark, but by that point it's too late. And especially in a, you know, they knew New Mexico was a sold out. You know, you, it was announced on social media two, three days prior. So you knew it was going to be loud. You knew it was going to be a, a really tough to play, to place to play. It's on a baseball field. Maybe that was the only reason why you didn't, you know, start him, you know, is, you know, maybe the field conditions. But if that's the case, then why are you bringing him in at the 60th minute? That doesn't make sense. Right. It would have been a before, not an after. No, I, I agree. If, if injury is concerned, especially like you say, when you're already down, you know, two goals. I mean, are you really expecting, you know, the way that they were playing, that they were going to come back? And uh, Laredo getting some more chances here at the uh, the start of the second half. I, I see you over there, Jose. Your eyes keep going big. Are you still with us here? Sorry, I'm muted because I didn't want, <laughs> want you guys hearing my screams. But I think they just caught a penalty. I think they just caught a penalty uh, for Laredo. Yep, it's a penalty. It's a handball in, in the box. Well, let me switch over. I was just watching the PKs of the Westchester one who advanced. Gotcha. So it looks like we'll have a PK here for yeah. Laredo Heat. Yes, sir. Yeah. In, fa uh, in favor of Laredo Heat, yeah. Looks like an elbow there to the face was maybe the uh, cardable offense on that. So we'll have to yeah. see here if they can convert that PK. Um, but, yeah, I think a lot of the San Antonio FC fans are getting a little bit frustrated here with uh, Coach Powell at this point. You know, and like I say, I don't think it's just this season where it's like a fair winter, hot and cold. I, I think it's one of those things that's been like, okay, it's been two years now. We've tried to give you some time to turn it around. Uh, to your point, Rafa, you know, I, I think that was – kind of where he came out with that 3-4-3, three, three, you know, kind of trying to change some of those tactics up a little bit. Um, I like the formation with the players that we have on the wing with Mo and uh, with Green over there on the right-hand side. I tell you what, and this might be a positive thing that we can talk about for San Antonio FC, so it's not just negative. Um, how about Kai Green this season? I mean, when he first started, I was not too confident um, in his ability to play. And I feel like he's been uh, one of the uh, the stars there in that back line. Yeah. What what have you thought about his play so far this season, Rafa? Oh, he's he's improved. That's the that's the big thing, especially playing with a three man defense. You know, you're you're leaving a lot of space, and you know, and it's a good way to build up. And especially that, like I said, that formation. I've played that, I've coached in that formation before, and. You know, it's basically running gun. You know, you're you're there to score points, but you're also leaving your defense. Basically, they're like a Bermuda. I used to call my defense a Bermuda Triangle. You know, they have to shut down everything, and you know, I think it'll come along with those guys because they're young. You know, but like I said, offense has to help them out a bit, get some goals in. You know, that that's the key there. When you're gonna, like Harry mentioned, you're playing a three-four-three, three, you have to be aggressive. Your your four your three fours have to be pressing the ball up top, you know, smothering everything, closing every space, and you know I remember the season that we played it, you know, in 16 games we scored 75 goals in that formation, and we only allowed two, which you know that's in itself, you know, with a three man defense, a lot of the coaches were surprised that we were doing something like that, so, but. I, I think San Antonio FC has the players to play that formation. I guess also because Pekka's out. I think that's the big thing is having Pekka out. I think once we get back him back in, you know, things will settle down, you know, especially his defensive leadership. 
but it's also time for the younger guys to grow up and you know and shine and do what they need to do and take advantage of it. like I said Green's doing a good job and like I said he'll come he'll he'll still come around and hopefully you know he'll be one of those breakout stars that we get at the end of the season and that's a great point. Pekka has been a huge loss uh, so far this season, you know, with being the captain and, and how much he's progressed as a player as well. Um, you know, he was one that, that last year and I don't know, I feel like he, he's kind of struggled a little bit with injuries just based upon kind of the reports that they release, you know, on and off. But um, it's unfortunate that he wasn't able to play this season because he felt like he was going to be kind of a key part. Um, Jose, we got one on the board for you, man. Uh, beautiful PK there. Got one, got one. So minute sixty, they're right up one zero, off a penalty kick. So hopefully, uh, stays like this. It looks like it. Um, Laredo keeps on putting that pressure, and uh, Brussels Valley hasn't had much of a clear chances. But uh, we'll see, man. You never know. Um, like like Salah's shirt said, uh, don't give up. What is it? Never give up. Never give up. Never give up because you never know what can happen. I think what impresses me the most so far about Laredo is just how quick they are, man, how fast they mm -hmm. play the ball, their movement. You know, they're one of those uh, kind of speedster teams or whatever. Um, where keep keep in mind, you know what it reminds me of, Trinity? Um, keep, keep in mind, these guys are young. These guys are 20. You don't have uh, – they're not like the USL where you have 36-year-old uh, Rafa Castillo or, and, uh, you know, 30-year-old Ever Guzman and stuff like that. These guys are, are in their early 20s, uh, 19 maybe even – so the, the that's what it, it's a lot it's a lot of more um, more running style uh so uh we'll see we'll see if, if they come up we'll see if they come up if they can keep uh if they can keep Samson on their toes or or if it'll be the experience from Samson that wins them over but so far they're looking good so far looking good uh, but getting back to uh, Coach Powell and everything um the one thing that I do hope though you know I get the frustration with that um. One of the things that always kind of frustrates me is just the uh, the hot and cold kind of as, as far as the fans go. You know, I mean, I, I think that's been one thing that we've kind of seen just time in and time out. It's like when we're winning, everybody supports the club. When we're losing, you know, nobody shows up. Um, I know we were talking about just kind of the success there of uh, New Mexico. And, uh, you know, Jose, you mentioned that, yeah, when you're winning, it's, it's easy to get 15,000 to turn out for a game. How much do you think that the success of San Antonio FC has, has an effect on the attendance and stuff like that there for the fans, Jose? It does. You can see it. You can see it in, in the beginning of the year when the kickoff, everybody's there. And then as, as, as the season goes, um, you know, as it tends to drop off. It tends to drop off either way, but it tends to drop off more. Um, we've seen it in the three seasons or in the past two seasons that we right. haven't done so well, the first and the third. Uh, in the second season when we, when we were up, you know, it was kind of, we were always in the high 7K. 7,000s. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, you can but I think tell. that's I think that's the walk-up fans, though. Um, what I've I noticed. That's the majority of the fans, though. Eh, I think like the majority of the fans are walk-up Last year, the season tickets holders were closer to four grand. So you have basically a half a stadium go through. And I know they lost season ticket members this this year, you know, because I spoke with, with, with the ticket guys. And and I think that's I think this is the first year that they've really lost season ticket members because before they were all able to hold and hold and expand, um, but this year was the first year they lost and and some of it went with you know the MLS crap and Austin FC crap and, and stuff like that, 
but I think a lot of it was just the frustration of the performance of the team last year where, where on paper, you know, and you can see, you know, at times on the pitch, they look great, but they can't, you know, as we brought it up, the consistency from weekend to week out, it's just not there. And, and, you know, with the tactics, you know, we talked about it, you know, you know, starting week two, week three, you know, Hey, just take it down, you know, with the left side and then try to cross it in with no height or, you know, you know, I love Caesar, but you know, he, you know, he's Jose's height and, and, you know, let's say probably, he probably has a little bit more jumping ability than Jose, but uh, <laughs> just a little, but he's not, he's not getting the crosses headed in, in my opinion. And it's just, you know, it's, to me, it's one of, it's one of the frustrating things. And, you know, coach Powell's a great guy and, 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 you know, like I said here, you know, you know, wonderful person, but this is a results business. And right now, in my opinion, the results aren't going with what's, and, and I know it's close and, you know, you could say, Hey, you know, it, it's early. It's really not that early. We're already a quarter of the season in we're past 25% of the season. How long are we going to wait before we make that move? Well, and, and you, I'm kind of curious. Um, well, it's not, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not that it's early, man. It's been three years and, and a couple of months already. But so. you keep hearing that it's early, it's early, you know, and you look at the standings. To me, the standings don't tell the story right now. I have zero confidence that they're going to crush. I, you know, do you think they're going to come in beat, you know, Phoenix is in 11th, Sacramento's in 13th, Austin's in 15th, and, and Austin's kind of in, in our condition here. Real Monarchs are, are in 14th. We got to jump all of those quality teams just to get to 10th. So the standings, yeah, you know, you know, between, you know, you go from, it's, only, it's only like three, four points. That, that, that's, that's what, that's what it, it's crazy to see that. We're talking about here that's been a bad season and it's only three to four points uh, difference from being like fifth place. Yeah, with, 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 but it's because it's early still in the season. But I mean, as far as being early in the progress progression of this team, right. it's not. It's been three seasons right. and and two months or whatever you want to call it, and and there has been no progression in the team. There has been no um, no no. No, how can you say no, no cool mesh? Building. Yeah, yeah no they're cool not meshing. meshing. They're not. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Basically, we've we've regressed since we made it to the well, the second round of the playoffs. We regressed, and and, and, and that's something that I don't think front office is taking notice. That it's like ever since you make the second round of the playoffs, the next step is getting okay. Let's get to the conference final. Well, that didn't happen last year, and we're, you know, way out playing catch-up the whole season, and then same problem again. It's like, you know what, maybe it, it is time. And before it gets, you know, too much of a deep in the dirt and dip in the hole to even contend to one of the, even those one of those playoffs, those wild-card playoff spots. Right. You know, we should not be losing to – also, to upstart teams, we should have never lost to Mexico. We shouldn't be losing to Austin. We shouldn't even lose. One shouldn't lose yet to El Paso. I mean, we those should have. We should have lost that Salt Lake game. Yeah, <laughs> we should really be actually in the top five with the talent that we have. But it goes back to coaching, and I, I just don't see the players motivated to play for him. And I think they've basically quit on him. That's what, what I'm starting to see, and. Uh, and maybe, like I said, the last game that I kind of said, like I said, we, me and you were there at the game, Scott versus Tacoma. 
you can tell there was a little bigger, little uh, pep in their step with Marcina on 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 the, right. on the pit, coaching them. But when Powell's on there, is like, you know, they're just running through the motions. And that, I think our front office needs to make this change. You know, if not, this whole season is going to be lost, and you're going to end up losing more season ticket holders. That that's just a fact. And that was kind of going to be what I was going to ask you, Rafa. Um, you know, how much do you think that a coaching change may help them uh, in terms of just turning things around as far as fandom, you know, kind of like an under new management? Yeah, usually it'll help out. Usually it'll boost it. I mean, you've seen them with some, a lot of the pro teams, you know, those, you know, they'll get somebody in and they'll boost up the team. But, you know, sometimes they stick with it. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I'll take a look at, you know, Man U started out hot. You know, they've kind of dropped a little bit. Same thing with, you know, Real. They started hot, and then they kind of dropped up a little bit. But, you know, you have to – those are the chances you take. And that's something that, you know, maybe front office needs to look at. You know, now there's a coach out there available from that was with FC Cincinnati. He had success yeah. in the USL. You Why know. not bring him in? You know, maybe he'll change. Like I said, he, Lang played for him. Maybe that'd be a good change for him, and you know, bring a bigger, different culture of soccer. And we'll see from there. You know, maybe maybe that might be the missing piece to, to spark this team up. The a question: When they brought in Alan Marcina, do you think that was kind of the front office's um, warning to Darren Powell, like, hey, we're bringing in a coach that's familiar with the city that the fans love and that has had success. And so, you know, maybe they were trying to put a little pressure on him to, to get things going uh, because, you know, as we all know, Alan Marcinas is, is, is a championship uh, coach, winning coach. So do you think that's why they brought in Alan Marcina? I think that's part of it. And I was surprised that they brought him in, especially, like, you know, Coach Powell's like, why would I bring someone from the path, you know, that could end up taking my job? Yeah. And and that's that was kind of odd that they would do something like that, but you know, particularly said, look what happened, Marcina. He ends up winning the championship, but he also regressed. And you know, we just can't live in the past. We have to be proactive and move to the future. Not to say that Marcina isn't a great coach, because you know he's got a championship under his belt. But in this situation, you know, if you're going to make a change and go for the go through the interim route, go ahead and give him a chance. But if you're going to make a splash and really make a change, you know, bring in a big name coach or that's been in the U- successful in the USL, that's going to turn things around. Well, don't, bring Don't bring in Chelis. Don't bring in Chelis. Oh, no, not him. <laughs> Maybe they can bring him out. <laughs> he turned Dorados around. <laughs> But I think it at least puts butts in the seats. You know, if you make a big name splash like that, you make a big name change. Um, but also, too, like you say, you brought Marcina in kind of for a reason. Um, and whether it was just to kind of put a fire under Coach Powell and him to serve in that assistant coach role and trying to help to get the players motivated, or whether it was to, you know, maybe eventually promote him to head coach, uh, only time will tell. No, one, one name that's out there, because before the Scorpions folded, that I thought they were going to make a change, because uh, I know him personally, it's uh, Manuel Vidrio. And I had thought he was going to maybe end up becoming the head coach of the Scorpions before they folded. You know, maybe he, he's he got World Cup experience as an assistant coach. You know, he might be a good fit also to bring in tickets, you know. Is, is he still you know, in San Antonio? 
I think he still does because he was still doing the look. I think the was it Pachuca Academy, but you know, if you're gonna make a slash, go go that route. But there's other, you know, there's other coaches out there. Maybe get somebody from the Liga MX. Oh, minus Chili's, of course. <laughs> Chili's. <laughs> Not him. But get some, you know, get some other people, you know, that have, you know, good experience that maybe will turn things around and the culture around. Well, the other reason why I think you need to make the change is so that way you can shape the roster how you want. Because, you know, because the big things that came in last year, Last off season, one's already in Canada. Um, the others, you know, you know, I believe he's injured. Lang's injured, um, but you know, he hasn't he hasn't performed like he has last year. Um, so to me, if, if you're gonna, you want to give the coach the ability to come in and kind of make the team his his own before before we get too far down the standing. So you know, every every Monday, I like you know, I was like, hey, did you know, did, you know, is, is there was there a news from SAFC saying, hey, they were making a change. Every, every time that they lose, I, I get that feeling. And at, at some point, they're going to have to do it. You got the notification set, the little bell. Yeah. Whenever they tweet. Just waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. So, but here's another question here for you. Bruce, if 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 uh, Guzman is hurt and there's the concerns, why not bring Bruce back? If we're playing three up front – wouldn't his height be be an advantage up there? That's I don't understand that. I don't know how the loan situation. I don't know if they can bring him back. I don't know how that works, or if they would have to pay to bring him back. Uh, I think they have to pay to bring him back. Yeah, they have to offer the loan. It's not like with the MLS. I don't even remember that one player we had from New England Revolution. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. You know, he. I guess they have a different way that they can come back and forth, but. I don't know what's how USO does with, with loans. Maybe they do have to pay back in order to get them. But I mean, obviously, why not? We should bring them back. I mean, why wouldn't you bring them back? You know, it's you because to me, that's the other thing. You really look at the depth of this team with with all the injuries. They're not carrying. You know, there was only six on the bench, not the full seven, which is the first time that I've really ever seen that. And I know Pasquale had the red card, but you're not carrying the third goaltender. You know. You know, you know, which you know, hey, not a big deal, but to me, that's you know, it raises a little red flag. I'll, I'll just say where they're, you know, they're signing academy kids. Which, hey, I'm happy that the kids are getting a shot, but signing kids to an academy kids is, is a cheap route to put a, pl- a player on a roster and not actually fill it out with 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 the depth, you know, that that you need, in my opinion. I, I think I think it would have to be a a free agent, no, just because of the the transfer windows are closed. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You have not a transfer window operates. in the U.S. though. That's the problem. Well, yeah. Well, no. Well, that's the bell thing. We're not like the, <laughs> the world. Good old USL rules and regulations. That's definitely not our strong suit here on the uh, San Antonio no. Soccer Roundtable. Well, but... MLS, you know, was still trading Tam for Gam uh, yesterday. So uh, you know, you know those. Uh, those great trades, you know. Hey, maybe we can sign Gio. He hasn't signed with Cruz Azul yet. <laughs> Offer him a big money of part ownership of the team that he can play with. Hey, Marco Jong is looking to make a comeback, so uh, maybe if we get a, a coaching change, maybe they bring Marco Jong back. Maybe. 
Frank the Tank, man. He's Frank uh, the Tank. He's let's tearing it. up, man. Frank he he doesn't want to come Frank back. That tank. dude's like, oh, well, he, he, his, his, right now. The arena season's over, though. Unfortunately, he lost in the tank. title game. But tank. Uh, so I'm assuming he's going to be hooking up with the with the League Two team or ooh, um, uh, you know, for that here. But uh, I, I wouldn't mind bringing him in for a late, you know. He's not a he's not a starter, but you bring him in around the 60th minute. You know, he's got that poacher mentality. He's got that height that we don't have. Well, he's got a cannon for shooting, and I, you know, I know that it's gotten a little bit better for us in terms of just trying to get some chances on target. But you know, you still feel like we're really missing that guy that can score from outside the box. And to your point about you know bringing Alex Bruce back um regardless of whether it would cost mm-hmm. money he he's great at those outside shots and i feel like we're just kind of missing that threat we've got some people that are pretty dangerous when they get inside the 18 but you know having that strike from outside to just keep the goalie honest and and keep the defense honest i feel like that's kind of where we're lacking at least offensively mm-hmm. Oh, well, how does everybody feel? Did, 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 Harry, are you, are you feeling better? I, I know sometimes you just got to get things off your chest, man. No, it is. It's, it, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, like I said here, it's, we're, we're facing Orange County next to beat Phoenix uh, last week. Uh, so this week will be a tough match. Um, and then we get Tulsa. I think it's Tulsa the following match. So yeah, they're at home, but they're facing you know they're not facing Tacoma you know you know the, the high school slash academy team whatever you want to call it. They're facing some teams that's that's that, that that's got uh, some potential that can come in here and, and and steal some points. And if memory serves me right, uh, I think OC roughed us up pretty good last year. Uh, both matches, both here in OC and and at San Antonio, I want to say that they beat us. Times. Three, oh, three, three nil on each one. Uh, you know where they weren't even where they weren't even close. So, I, I personally, I think the next home loss. I think he's gone. You know, in my, in my opinion. Well, can you make a change though that soon before? Because, like you said, they got those yes. two games. They also have their Open Cup games. So you're looking at three matches in the next seven days for uh, San Antonio FC. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see what roster you know, what lineup they kind of come out with for all these matches, because like you say, their depth is kind of lacking right now, especially up top. I mean, can Guzman go three games uh, here in a week? Can some of these guys like Lang and, and things like that that are, you know, maybe not 100%, you're, you're going to expose yourself a little bit, I feel like, in, in one of these matches. Um, and you definitely don't want to take an L to Laredo Heat. And if you don't bring your A game against them, the way that they're playing here in this match tonight, I feel like that could be one of the uh, the cup sets uh, here pretty early. I'm actually kind of surprised you say that because if, if memory serves me, last year you were, hey, let's just get the cup run over and and focus on the regular season. Mm-hmm. Where I'm more of, hey, let's you know, you know, hey, let, let's let's try to go as far as we can. I know it may sacrifice on the season, but. You know, to me, to be able to, you know, get the opportunity to face an MLS team, whether it's Houston or Dallas, which is probably be one of those two to not, you know, have the chance to knock those one of those two off, um, especially if it was in San Antonio, I think would, would, would be awesome to see. Um, where I think last year you were more, hey, you know, 
you know, I'd rather not have to even worry about it just and focus on the season. So, well, and you know, we talked to AJ and Sip about that last year. We had them on because that was my kind of thought process. And, you know, they kind of told us that, you know, for players, this is their chance to shine and everything if, for the ones that are trying to get that MLS mm-hmm. spot, you know. So I get where as a player, the, the Open Cup would be more important. But I think as a fan, do you really feel like not that FC Dallas is having the best season, but hell, they're having a solid be... season. Both both Houston and Dallas are playoff teams right now in MLS. So oh, yeah, that, go, that goes to show you that just because your team is doing good doesn't mean you'll bring fans in, right? That's right. true. That's true. But I mean, do well, listen, I don't know if you guys saw the 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 tweets I did of the, and I know they announced what fifteen or sixteen thousand at the you know whatever the, the Derby. Texas Derby that they call it. It, it was. I went to the Vancouver game with the, when we played Portland. It was just as bad from there, and it was a two o'clock game, so there was no excuse for you know FC Dallas fans. And um, I forget who pointed out. It says, "Hey, they won't go to their home games. Why the hell are they going to drive three and a half hours to Houston to watch them?" So, yeah, yep. um, you know, it's you know, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, it's you know, when when you when you don't have name players. To me, that's what happens, and and you know, yeah, they may have young young kids that that can do okay for MLS, but uh, you got you got to have you got to have a quality product to bring the fans in, and I think all of the Texas teams right now are battling that. Well, I just don't see us making a deep run this season in the Open Cup. You know, I feel like in previous seasons it was kind of exciting because we felt like, hey, we've got the talent to be MLS. You know, I, I we want to take on. FC Dallas or whoever so that we can compete against an MLS squad and potentially win. Whereas, like I say, this year, it's like, okay, can we beat Laredo Heat? Okay. Okay. Can we, I mean, I just, I don't think that we even have a squad that can compete against an MLS team this year. And if you really look at it, if you beat, if you beat um, Laredo, I'm assuming it's going to be Laredo that they hold on. I think you go to another USL team. Yeah, you're probably most likely they're going to face either Austin, El Paso, or maybe Oklahoma City, Tulsa. Before getting the MLS. Before you get to the MLS. And so then MLS comes, yeah. So to me, like I said here, you know, you know, you know, I think they could win those games, but then you're talking about three weeks or you know, three matches that you're burning through just to, or two matches that you're burning through just to get to an MLS player, you know, MLS opponent that you may or you may not host. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, I did notice we hadn't mentioned it yet. It looked like uh, one of the BBCFC players received a, a second yellow uh, a little while ago and was issued a red. So uh, they should be playing a man down now uh, with 10. So it's kind of Laredo Heat's match, I think, to lose here at this point, as impressive as they've been playing and now being a man up uh, here in the uh, 83rd minute. Um, so... That game should be ending shortly. Uh, our show will be ending shortly. Um, let's start with you, Jose. You got any final thoughts outside of uh, this Laredo Heat match? Outside of this match, um, shit, man. Um, pow, hashtag pow out. Pow out, That's Cordino it. out. That's it. That's it. Hashtag pow out. I'm going to start that hashtag. It's a movement. I think it might gain some traction, to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um Rafa, what about you, man? Uh, any thoughts? I know you got a busy day going on here for some recruiting and stuff like that for your club, uh, but what are your thoughts? Uh, uh, kind of the same thing with Jose, but mine would be like Salvador Gigante. I'll bring El Chacal to the game. 
with a trumpet and say Fuera Pau at the good time. So I mean, any trumpet players out there they want to dress as a El Chacal, you know, come come Saturday, we'll hook you up with a ticket and we'll <laughs> play that trumpet for, for, for him if he loses the game. Fuera Pau. Schweig's kid played the uh, trumpet, right? I, th I think I saw German Schweigman's kid uh, there with the trumpet. I'm sure he'd be down. Uh, I can be, I can be. What's his name? Don, Don, Don. Uh, I forgot. Francisco. Francisco, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Harry? Uh, what are your final thoughts for uh, this episode? Yeah, so mine's actually not going to be SAFC related, but uh, uh, Mickey Turner. And I don't know if you follow him, but he's uh, one of the great followers when it comes to uh, soccer attorneys. Um, I guess, uh, the, uh, pro rel case is being heard in New York city starting today. So, um, you know, the case that, uh, Miami FC and Kingston stockade, uh, brought against, uh, USSF, um, back in August, 2017, that, uh, you know, going against the court of aberration, uh, the court of aberration for sport, um, uh, which is a three judge panel. So, that could be some interesting uh, for federation-wise if if uh, they do not win to where um, you know you know I'm I'd love to see an open pyramid where maybe Miami and, and Stockade FC can uh, help open up uh, the pyramid to where you could have the promotion and relegation because I I know you know watching uh, you know uh, the EFL Cups uh, this weekend here it was kind of awesome to see you know you know fans chanting you know we're staying up we're staying up. Um, yeah, that was a pretty cool environment. So stay tuned on that. And if you like said here, if you don't follow Mickey Turner, you know, like said here, uh, he's a, he's a good guy to follow when it comes to all the, uh, soccer legal cases, uh, that, uh, the U S has. As Cincinnati of moving up was a good idea. Uh, a lot of their fans are saying that's not, but <laughs> <laughs> last year they weren't, I saw them on the USL trash talk page, even at the beginning of this season. Now, is this going to be like an appeal kind of like, uh, who was it, Maximum Security's appeal uh, there to the federal court where it's going to be one of those things that, you know, nobody ever really hears? Or is this something that's actually starting to gain some traction that we're going to have like a vote on? Uh, well, it, there's going to be a ruling on it. So, you know, like I said, this was filed in August of 2017 for now, uh, two years later. So when, you know, when a decision comes, you know, that's, that's, that's a whole separate discussion. Um, but the fact that they are actually hearing the case now is actually, is actually, per, it's, it's pretty newsworthy, you know, especially, if, you know, if you're a fan of ProRel, um, you know, whether it wins or not, that's going to be a separate discussion. And, but, you know, as, as for somebody that would love to, have the ability to move up and, you know, even if it's in a closed system or, you know, or I guess you can't have it in a closed system, but, you know, to me, you know, to be able to earn your way up, you know, and to be able to build that passion, I, I do think, you know, is the next step here in the United States. But there's just so much money at the top that outside of a court case, I don't think it happened. I don't, you know, I think you could have pro rel, you know, in the lower leagues, you know, kind of like you, uh, you know, UPSL, I think USL at some point is going to have it, but to have a true uh, open system, I think it's going to take something like this where, you know, where, you know, some people are actually challenging, challenging uh, USSF, you know, through the court of, you know, card of arbitration. Um, and I think it will have huge ramifications no matter who wins, because if, if if it's upheld that U.S. is okay, you know, within its rights, 
then you have to wonder what happens over in, you know in, in you know in England where there's already already rumors of you know the big clubs trying to develop a super league. So stay we'll tuned on that one. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, so uh, my final thought: I actually have a confession to make. Uh, you guys were on mute for like the first 15 minutes of the show, um, unbeknownst nice. to me. Um, so in the uh, redesign and some of the reworkings, I was trying to go through and, and reset everything up this morning. So uh, my apologies for that, you guys. We'll have to trim out uh, basically the first uh, little bit of our podcast, but it was still a great conversation just between us. I don't think anybody watches this thing anyways, so uh, as long as we get right. enjoyment out of it. But uh, I'll get that fixed for the uh, for the next episode. We're all good to go now. I can hear you guys. Uh, Periscope can hear you guys, uh, but it was just me talking for the uh, first 15 minutes of uh, today's episode. <laughs> Always stealing the show. <laughs> Always. You know me, man. Always stealing the thunder. Oh, there is one final thought. Uh, we never did get your recap of uh, the uh, the main event last Friday. Oh, man. Uh, so I got to – all right. All right. I tell you what. So I, I, didn't see, I didn't see your name in the score sheet, which I was kind of disappointed in. Uh, however, there are some pictures of you on the sidelines drinking soda and, and drinking you know, soda, or, or soft drink, or you know, Gatorade, whatever. That is. <laughs> All right, my two takeaways from the uh, the media game versus the Athenians: Allison Fahey is fucking fast. Like that girl, you you watch her from the bleachers, and it's like, okay, she's all right, but like you're actually defending her. And her footwork and her speed is, like, crazy, crazy good. Um, Michelle Hogan, Billy's been showing her some things, too. Um, but really and truly, uh, they kind of said that, that she was the star there for the uh, meeting team, media team. And uh, Ali, Ali Becerra, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Um, man, she can play, dude. Like, that girl could go try out for the Athenians and maybe make the uh, the 18. Um, I oh, don't the, know. the reporter from Telemundo? Telemundo, yeah. Ali, Ali Becerra, right? Yeah. She, yeah. She was... I'll play with her one-on-one anytime if she wants. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me know that. I'll show her the proper techniques to, to the... <laughs> she, she may show you, man. I, I think you might be surprised. Like I said, I don't know what her background is, but that girl can ball, so... Uh, but no, it was a lot of fun, man. Thanks to Pete and uh, Blue Collar Sports Dad for inviting us out to that. I was glad I could attend. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and like I say, it's amazing how quick some of those girls are when you're really sitting there playing with them one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. But, you know, Billy was there. He said he saw me. I, I made a couple of uh, nice tackles and everything. So he saw me got megged or get megged, but um, I redeemed myself a little bit there. Were you, were you, uh, were you actually tackling girls? No, we didn't, we didn't those slides. Bro. Those slides. But, hey, man, these, these girls will put it on you, Jose. You think you're going to go easy on them, and then they show oh, no, you the I believe ground. You. I, believe, I believe, I believe, but, like, were you tackling them, or were you tackling air because they were already past you? Well, like I say, Allison Fahey is really fast. We'll just leave it at that. So, okay. Okay. Uh, it's a lot of fun though. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, and then Aztecas, unfortunately, we lost in the uh, semifinal there in the uh, Cinco de Mayo tournament on Sunday. So I had about five games uh, this weekend. Uh, so I think I'm good as far as uh, my playing days here for a little while. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, we'll get this whole thing straightened out. We're always trying to make improvements to the show, uh, a little bit of a redesign, and uh, now we got the audio working, so we'll get everything going uh, for the next episode. Again, probably going to be Wednesday at 9 p.m. due to the uh, U.S. Open Cup match. We'll have an interview with Coach Carty. Uh, really excited about that. 
Um, so make sure you guys uh, follow. Stay tuned. This is the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. We out. Go Laredo Heat. Six minutes of extra time. Up 1-0.